On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we talk about where the Lightning stack up right now against the NHL. Most importantly, with the move of Matthew Kachuk coming to the Atlantic Division, where do the Lightning and the Panthers stack up against each other? We'll talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. This episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're watching us on YouTube, you could tell that we are only doing audio only today. Had a little snafu with the camera, so but we'll be back up and running tomorrow on this episode. We'll be discussing... Where do the Lightning, how we view this Lightning team right now at this point in time, lost some pieces this offseason, gained some new pieces as well, and also with the big news last week breaking that Matthew Kachuk is now a Florida Panther, where do we view the Florida Panthers in the Atlantic Division? Uh, are they going to be better? Are they going to be worse? We'll talk about that a little later on. So why don't we discuss this? the current state of this Lightning team thus far? Uh, if you want to follow along, uh, you can look at dailyfaceoff.com, look at the line combinations, because that's where I'm going to mainly be drawing uh, my 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 predictions, I guess, or or where I feel this team is at this point in time. So looking at this Lightning team, some new faces, like I said, some, some of the same old faces as well. Uh, mainly the new faces here on this team really is, is uh, Vladislav Nemestikov on the third line with Nick Paul and Ross Colton. And quite frankly, I don't think that that's going to be a line that we're going to see all season long. Uh, and maybe call me a hopeless, uh, optimistic person. But I, I really think that, and some of you, let me know below, whether it be on YouTube or on our social media pages, uh, on Twitter or Instagram, how you feel about this, that I don't. I, I still think that Alex Barre Boulet is going to be the forward going going forward for uh, this Lightning team to be playing on the wing for the Lightning, especially as the injury bug is going to make its way uh, to the Lightning at some point. Because uh, let's face it, this Lightning team over the last couple of years, especially, uh, has been hit hard by the injury bug, whether it be on their forward lines, especially. I mean, it's usually really been the same guys every season, really, for the most part. Uh, it seems like since 2019, at least, I mean, excuse me, 2020, uh, really, it, it's really been Stamco's point or Cooch at any given time that are missing time. Um, and then you have some guys here and there as well. But other than that, the lines two through four have really done a good job, at least on the forward side, of, of staying healthy. Now, we've seen some guys battle the injury bug here and there, but we haven't really seen anybody miss a significant amount of time. And, and I think that's really going to be the eye-opener for John Cooper and this Lightning team going forward. Because like I said, you know, as talented as I think Nemestikov is, and, and, and Lightning fans should be no stranger to him as he has been on this team uh, before, 
I still think that Alex Barre Boulay, who who was with this team during 20 and 21, um, played a, a bigger part, I guess, during the 21 season. <clears throat> he, uh, I, I think there's a lot more talent there. He's a little younger than Domestikov, uh, and, and he's played with this group of guys a lot more. And he's been in the big situations as well. You know, Nemestikov has been around the league a little bit. So, but at the same time, um, I still think Barre Boulay has a lot of upside. Uh, some people might beg to differ on that just because he has been with this Lightning team thus far. He has been waived, went to Seattle, came back, you know, all that song and dance. Uh, but I, I think really with the lack there of, of injuries that we might see from from the bottom six, uh, and, and that might be subject to change. Just because if you look at the fourth line, uh, you do have three guys that are in their early to mid-30s. So that is going to be a factor as the season progresses, especially for a guy like Patrick Maroon and Corey Perry, who have played quite a significant amount of games over the last three years. Uh, the clock is ticking really you know, on them, not so much on their NHL careers, but when are we going to see – uh, that injury or or that game where uh, they come down with some sort of ailment that will eventually put them on on the in the stands or <clears throat> at home at least for an extended period of time. So I, I really think that in the little bit of of pl- ice time that we will see early on from Barre Boulay, I really think that that is going to tell the tale of where this Lightning team is. Uh, especially early on in the season and down the road. Because, like I said, I, I, I think Nemestikov is a very solid third-line winger, especially with Paul and Colton, and, and especially Paul and Colton, who had both fantastic seasons last year. I still don't think that uh, that winger spot for Nemestikov, I still think that is up for grabs. And we might very well see it, uh, the name change on this line come training camp once opening night begins uh but let let me know in the comments below what you think for that uh i like i said i'm not fully convinced that nemestikov has that spot locked down but um wouldn't be some if he does that's great that means that he's playing well and that cooper sees a lot of potential in him for being able to to do good things on that third line now looking at the defensive pairings uh Last time I actually looked at this, it was a little bit different, and I'm glad it's been changed since then. But right now, as it holds, we have Foot and Hedman on the first line uh, with Chernak and Sergachev, and then quite of a, I, I would say, almost an interesting pair on that third, and Ian Cole and Zach Bogosian. Now, I don't have the problem on that third line pairing with Bogo and Cole just because they both have a ton of experience between the both of them. They have both won at the highest level of hockey before Cole, obviously winning a cup with the, with the penguins and then Bogo wearing his uh, winning his cup with Tampa back in the bubble. But I'm curious as the season goes along, how early on or, or maybe even in training camp now, obviously, you know, the, these, this uh, this projected lineup uh, has been put up by Daily Faceoff. This isn't coming straight from the horse's mouth of John Cooper as to who is going to be playing where. We might see very well opening night be a completely different 
uh, outlook uh, of this lineup. And, and but obviously we have to look at this and we also have to pick it apart here and there. Um, and we all know how John Cooper likes to turn uh, switch things around uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at some point he even drops Steven Stamkos or point to that second line. But looking at the defensive pairings, I don't mind Foot on the first line. And, and I've spoken quite a bit about Cal Foot. Uh, this is his year. I saw a lot of good things from him, him being a young player and this really being his first year at the NHL level. Uh, I, I really liked how he handled himself. I saw a lot of potential there for Cal Foot to become an offensive type player, a two-way defenseman especially. Uh, not at the level of what we see Victor Hedman. I, I still think he has a long ways to go before we could even put him in the same comparison as Victor Hedman. But I think right now it's a little premature to look at Cal Foot and say that he's ready for that responsibility to play on the opposite side of Victor Hedman. Uh, I would feel, and, and I'm sure some Lightning fans would feel the same way, uh, would feel a lot better if you had a Zach Bogosian or or even an Eric Chernak. Uh, Eric Chernak has played fantastic uh, since pretty much his entire time he's been with Tampa. And, and this, this past playoff run has really shown that growth continue. Uh, with Eric Chernak. A lot of people don't realize that Eric Chernak is still very young. He's not even 30 yet. Uh, so, you know, there's still a lot of growth there in his game, regardless of how you feel about certain players and when the growth really does stop with these guys. Uh, I think these guys are still getting better and better and developing every day. I still feel the same way about Victor Hedman. Uh, as great as a player as he is, I still think that there's some things that he could work on and there's some things that he will work on and eventually approve, improve on. But looking at this first line, I don't think Cal Foot, especially on opening night, uh, especially in the first couple of weeks of the season, I don't think he should be up on that first uh, defensive pairing. I wouldn't objectify to him being thrown all the way down to the third line, switch him with Bogo, or even put Chernak on the first line. You know, at least you have someone with a little bit more experience on the on the ice with foot. You know, I'm not saying that with Hedman. I just feel like if on that first line pairing, you need to have your two best defensemen, which is why I think uh, at least for opening night, or if we're speaking in hypotheticals, uh, I would really like to see Victor Hedman on the first line with Eric Chernak. I think both their styles complement each other. And then you have foot, even if you're looking for him and you, and you see that offensive output starting to really progress early on in camp, I think then you should put him on the second line with Sergachev. I think Sergachev needs kind of like that guy on the other side. Sergachev, and let's face it, you know, Sergachev uh, has really not been able to progress as much as Ed would, would like him have to, uh, especially after the bubble couple of seasons ago uh it looked like things were starting to go on the up and end and, and then really you kind of saw his performance and his his progress somewhat stall and, and i'm not going to say that he's a bust because clearly he's not he's had his moments but i think really what it was for sergachev this year was that there was there was moments where it wasn't so much the physical aspect and the abilities there we've seen it but the issue with Mikhail Sergachev, I think, is the mental, the mental lapses in judgment. Uh, 
Uh, we've seen that quite a bit. And, and I spoke about it during the playoff run because that's where we, the Lightning, mainly Mikhail Sergachev, ran into some issues. And it wasn't just Sergachev throughout the playoffs. It was also pretty much the entire defensive core uh, almost inviting the opposing player to, to inch up on them on the blue line and then pass last minute. And then that results in, in, uh, in turnovers at the blue line and fast breaks down the other end, which, you know, Sergachev uh, has been infamous for over the last year. And, and so really, if he could just take that out of his game, if he could cut down on that, the frequency of that, I don't have a problem with Sergachev on the second line. I, I think everything else will come in due time. The scoring will come. He just needs, I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, and, and I think that has kind of uh, sort of a, an effect uh, that, 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 that trail off in, 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 in points and, and offensive production. That's kind of from the fact that he's playing a little timid there because he is aware of the turnovers at the blue line and doesn't want to do too much that will result. Um, I think, you know, having an off season to kind of think about it, work on his game, will be great for him and, and the fact that you know having a guy like Cal Foot who is still in in kind of the midst of trying to figure things out in his NHL career I think that's a good tandem on the second line so uh we'll see how things progress throughout the course of the offseason who knows the lightning might make a deal at some point uh to get another defenseman or bring someone up from Syracuse uh who might be turning some heads in September camp uh, going into October. So we'll talk about Matthew Kachuk and the Atlantic division. What does that mean for the lightning? What does that mean for the Panthers and the lightning, the, the battle of the sunshine state? We'll talk about that. But first I want to talk about today's sponsor and that is bet online. Betonline.net is the fastest, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite Sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I'd just like to take a moment to Thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, you could go ahead and subscribe to the podcast anywhere audio is distributed. So that's Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever. I think Stitcher as well. Wherever they are distributing audio platform, audio podcasts in, in that. Go ahead. We are there. And also go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we had a great uh, deal of people follow us during the postseason. And I want to continue that growth heading into the season as the Lightning will start their 30th season in the NHL. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a historic season coming up for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we want all of you to stay on top for that. Uh, so, and also go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at L underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D E N K Y D 8 N K. Tweet to me your questions about the offseason. What, what are my predictions for the Lightning? Whatever you want to ask me, uh, go ahead and do that, as well as in the comments section below on YouTube. So looking at the biggest trade, I think, of the offseason. I mean, it, it's the biggest move, I think, of the offseason, really, regardless whether it's free agency, trades, whatever. And that is the, the, the trade that landed Matthew Kachuk in south florida now 
what does that mean for the Lightning? And I think really, you know, if if you look at this division, I I really think that in a way, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I heard some people on Twitter. There were some people on Twitter that were shooting back at me, and, and that's fine. You're, you're entitled to your 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 opinion, but I really think when you look at the Atlantic Division, you need to ask yourself with this Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk trade. You trade it, uh, Mackenzie Weger, as well as a prospect, and Jonathan Huberdeau, Huberdeau, who is in the top three for the Hart Trophy, I believe, conversation at some point. If not, he finished. I can't remember off the top of my head, but did you get better with bringing Matthew Kachuk to South Florida? And and my argument is not really. I mean, they signed him to a huge contract, eight by nine and a half, and the guy had his first 100-point season, and that's fantastic for him. What a great personal accomplishment, especially in the National Hockey League, as well as Jonathan Huberdeau, age 30, going back to Calgary. I think right now in the short term, if we're whether you're looking at this as a Lightning fan, whether you're a fan of another team and you're listening to this, I think in the short term, until they prove us, until I am proved wrong, uh, and it might not necessar- necessarily happen this year. This has to be consistent. I don't think the Panthers won or lost this trade. I think Calgary won in terms of what they're getting in return, especially out of the whole situation that was surrounding Matthew Kachuk. But I don't think it necessarily made Florida any better and, and in any more of a threat. Remember, you, you have... <clears throat> We're talking about Florida, who had 122 points last year, won the President's Trophy, top of the division, and ended up getting swept by the Lightning in the second round. And and I look at this Florida team compared to this Tampa team, I don't think they're necessarily any better because obviously that is the 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 really the motive in the offseason for every team is to get better, to improve, or to stay competitive. Um, I I really think we're going to see more of the same this year out of the Sunshine State uh, rivalry. Now, he already came out through a gauntlet down saying uh, when he was in Calgary, he hated Edmonton. And now that he's in Florida, he hates Tampa, which obviously adds, if there's not already enough tension, uh, I'm sure the first night when these two teams play, I'm sure that's going to be in the back of some of the Bolts players' minds, and and they're going to let him know about, especially maybe Pat Maroon. I wouldn't be surprised if you see those two go toe to toe quite often um, as these two teams uh, come to blows over the course of the NHL season. But I don't think Florida necessarily got better. I don't think they got worse. But if you look at their team, really, what what is threatening from this team? You know, really. What player on this team is giving them more of an edge than what they already had last year? Because listen, yeah, we could we could talk all day and talk crap about how Panthers how they played um, during the regular season against Tampa, and then you know really what it matters, especially against these two teams. And I think this is how Florida fans should treat it. And, and I kind of spoke about this when I had the crossover episode with Locked On. Uh, Florida Panthers host Armando Velez during the, during the postseason is that really all that matters is what happens in the postseason. That's that's really all that matters. I mean, it, the Lightning could have lost every matchup that they had against Florida during the regular season. That wouldn't have mattered much, especially in the playoffs, especially after you know if you get swept or whatever. Um, 
But looking at this team, I mean, yeah, they have a very talented team. Carter Verhage, former Lightning player. It still is crazy to see him in a Florida Panthers uniform. Too bad the Lightning couldn't figure something out with him. You have him, Barkoff, and Kachuk. And that first line, I don't think that's better than Stamco's point and coach. I think that they're almost there. I think if, if in terms of one being uncompetitive and 10 being uh, a great line, I think Stamco's point and coach all healthy and playing at their best, I think that's a nine. I But if you look at Verhage, Barkov, and Kachuk, I think those guys are at least at a seven, uh, seven and a half. Uh, I, I think, you know, and, and obviously, you know, if you're going to compare these two teams, I think the Lightning went out on the first two lines. Now that's where the third and the fourth, the the, the bottom six come into play. And we've we've spoken about on this this episode uh, on this show so many times over the years. You know how important it is for your bottom six to be competitive, to go out there and play well, and to be reliable. And I think that's where those games are going to be won. Uh, some Lightning fans who are, if you're looking at the Florida Panthers lines right now with me on, on daily faceoff uh, and comparing it to what the lightning have until they go out there and, and prove otherwise. I don't think those checking lines, those, those third and fourth lines can compete or even compare to what the lightning have on their side. Now, obviously Panther fans might feel a certain type of way and that's completely fine. That's completely fine. But at the same time, uh, let the record show what each player has done on those lines compared to against each other. And, and then obviously we don't have to get much into the goalie situation because really what it comes down to it is that um, there are very few goaltenders, maybe two or three out there uh, in the National Hockey League right now that could hold a candle to Andre Vasilevsky. And uh, I could guarantee you those two are not named Sergei Brabovsky. So really, you know, the lightning win route right there. Um, and, and, you know, then again, I, and I will talk about this uh, on another episode, but that might change just a little bit uh, with Andre Vasilevsky this season. Uh, he has had a great go of it thus far in his career, and I expect him to play better. But uh, if anything proved here and there throughout the playoffs, especially in the later rounds, uh, we might see a little bit of a setback year in terms of what Andre Vasilevsky could do. So check that out. Uh, I'll probably talk about that on the next episode. But uh, what this Kachuk deal means for Florida uh, as compared to what they could do against uh, Tampa and, and what we will see this season as well as in the playoffs, I don't think it changes much. I really don't. I don't think Florida's there right now. I still think Tampa is still the big brother team in the state of Florida, and I think it will be like that for a very long time. Uh, Florida needs to to consistently play well, not only against Tampa, but in general in the playoffs. And, and you know, you could switch out the names on the back of the jerseys all you want, but if you don't go out there and play games the right way and win, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, until, you know, and call me crazy, but until they go out there and Kachuk uh, is a huge part of that success with the Florida Panthers, um, I, I'm not going to look at Florida any type of way in terms of them being different than what they were last year. Um, you know, I'll just end it with this. If if Florida wins the President's Trophy, that's great. Great for them. Another another trophy for them in their their very uh, empty trophy case. But if you don't go out there and, and play that well in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, then uh, 
you know what? It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, so let us know in the comments section on YouTube or on Twitter what you think about uh, Florida right now. I already saw some people tweeting back to the show saying it doesn't mean anything. Tampa is still the big brother in the state of Florida. Uh, and yeah, in, until they do something different, until we see different results, uh, I'm inclined to agree. So ending things here on the show, uh, really it's it's kind of, we're in that part of the season well the off season where really not much is happening um we're we have some guests that will be coming on the show in a couple of weeks uh so pretty excited for that so keep an eye out for that i'll give you a hint one of them was drafted by tampa in the in in the draft not to uh this previous draft so check out that when it drops that's my only hint for who it might be uh, but yeah, it, it's, you know, there's still a lot to be spoken about. There's still a lot of X's and O's, I guess, if you want to put it that way, in terms of what the Lightning can do. Uh, there's still a lot of names out there in the free agent market who have yet to be signed, who uh, one of them um, was Evan Rodriguez, who played, uh, who had a fantastic season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And really, I would love to see him in a Lightning sweater. Now, as for money-wise, uh, I'm curious as to see how the Lightning would be able to make that work. So we'll talk about a little bit of what other moves Lightning the Lightning needs to make this offseason. Uh, and and we'll, we'll go from there. I, I'm excited to see. You know, this is one of my favorite times of the year just because it, it, it's a lot of hypotheticals, a lot of what-ifs. And I love that for this Lightning team because uh, there's always ways Julian Brees' boss is looking to make this team better. And and I don't think he's nearly done. I still think there's some, there's some names that are yet to be added that will be added before this training camp starts. And uh, those names, I wouldn't be shocked will that they will be making uh, big contributions to this team as uh, – the season starts. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. I'll talk to you in the next one.